welcome to Hey F, but how you welcome. doing? Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody. Hello. So, we're here to talk about Supernatural. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we're here to talk about the actors of Supernatural. Mostly, what are they up to now that we're interested in watching, kind of? Well, <laughs> we know what Jared's up to. We do know yeah. what Jared's up to. You know what I want to know? I want to know what Misha Collins is up to. Is he doing anything now? I think he's doing that scavenger hunt thing. Isn't that his thing, the great great internet scavenger hunt or something? International scavenger hunt? Gish? Whatever Gish is, I think that's what he does. And he's been doing it for a while, but that's what he does. Uh, He sends me texts like once a week about the scavenger hunt. And yeah, that is. I can tell you for certain that that is what he is up to. Hold on, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make the obvious joke here. Misha Collins is sending you texts every week. Have you asked him to be on the show? I try. He like he won't answer. I think he has me oh. like. <laughs> He's got a restraining order out against you. Yeah. According to his Wikipedia, he is in a movie called Invasion, release date TBA, but it is in post production. And it is a sci-fi film. It is a sci-fi thriller starring Riz Ahmed, Octavia Spencer, Janina Gavankar, Rory Cochran. I don't know any of these people except for Octavia Spencer and Riz Ahmed, but he's in that allegedly. So, not much information on that other than that. But good for him. Yeah. Good. He seems to. It seems like his thing outside of Supernatural is being in, like, sci-fi. Because he was also in that... Um, Stonehenge Apocalypse. Stonehenge Apocalypse, yeah. yeah. Oh, Just a weird sci-fi movie. Yeah. I want to see his episodes that he did for the new Who's Line, and is it anyways, like the revival that they did a couple years ago, because he's in there. Oh, he was on that? Yes. Fucking and what? I'm oh, so shit. interested to see if he's good at improv. I'll have to, yeah... What? Why? I had no clue. We could have been watching Whose Line Is It Anyway for Let's Shag Ass this have. whole time. The oh my god! In, yes. Jesus Christ! Somebody dropped the ball. Just watch Ryan Styles pop up in a Supernatural episode, and then we have <laughs> free reign to watch any episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Fun Hell fact: yeah. the we have another excuse to do a Leverage episode because one of the actors in today's episode was in an episode of Leverage that I just watched. Oh my god! As if I didn't already have an excuse to watch every episode of Leverage for LSA. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, me and uh, Padalecki's doing Walker, which we already watched the first episode of, and just have no interest in watching anymore. They should have just remade Bonanza. That's what they should have done. I feel like (laughs) every CW show has a rough start like that, because I was watching some episodes of The the, the 100, Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that it was a CW show. Yeah. But I also like I kind of got tipped off that it that something up was about it because it started. He was real bad. <laughs> it was real bad at the yeah. beginning, and then it got better. But man, those um, 
those first like five or six episodes are real rough. And when I looked it up and saw that it originally aired on CW, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely tracks. The other CW show that I've watched a lot of, Legends of Tomorrow, has a trash for season two. Maybe you're onto something. Like oh, this. I know. Oh, you are aware. <laughs> so bad. But the rest of the show is fucking amazing. And I would highly recommend every good, everyone go watch it. It's great. Um, yeah, I. But you know whose career I'm interested in the most? Who's that? Jensen. Jensen Ackles. So you're right. Yeah. And here's why Jensen Ackles is going to voice Batman in. The adaptation, the animated adaptation of Batman the Long Halloween, which is a pretty famous, pretty well-received Batman comic that is there... I have not read. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, well, do you, do you like know about it? Like, is there a, is there like a big Batman thing that happens in it? Like, I remember, um, was it the killing joke where the Joker's face gets like cut off and then he like tapes it back on? No. Okay. So that is um That's something else. No, the killing joke is a, also a very famous Batman comic. It's old as shit, so I'm not like if I'm spoiling it for you, I'm, you were never going to read it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you this. So that comic is infamous because it is the uh, Batman sh- or not Batman Joker shoots Barbara Gordon and paralyzes her from the right waist oh, down. Okay. And also, it's implied some harassment happens. Mm. So, um, and the reason why it's called the Killing Joke is because Joker's whole like ethos is that anyone can turn into him, and it does deal with like the Joker's backstory if you believe it, you know, because it's the Joker. So it's mm. like, oh, maybe it's not real, right? Um, but it, uh, you know, the jo- the his whole thing is that like anyone can turn into him if they have one bad day. So he puts Jim Gordon through that day. But you know, because Jim Gordon's like such a stand up dude, he's just like, no, I'm not gonna get revenge. Go, but you know, go arrest him or whatever. Bad. Okay, gotcha. And then it it very famously ends with a panel of um, the pages. Joker tells Batman a joke, and the and oh Batman starts laughing at it, and then he yeah. strangles the Joker, <laughs> and that's where the comic ends: is him strangling the Joker. It's oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I will say you should definitely give the movie a watch just because of that scene, because it is hilariously terrible. Oh man, the movie—they yeah. didn't animate a movie for it, and the movie's not very good. Mostly oh, because no. it has no personality, um, which is honestly a shame. Because uh, Mark Hamill reprises his role as Joker, and Mark Hamill mm-hmm. is like one of the Jokers. Like he's just gone down in history oh, yeah. as an amazing Joker. Absolutely. So the Killing Joke, or not the Killing Joke, um, the Long Halloween is actually about. Um, Harvey Dent becoming Two-Face. Oh. Yeah. And the reason nice. why I haven't read it is because I don't think Dick Grayson is in it. But I'm not. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Sure. The only reason to read <laughs> any only. Batman thing is if Dick Grayson is in it. That's my review of all comics. It's just like, mm, pretty good. No Dick Grayson, though. So, you know, could be improved <laughs> upon. <laughs> could be made better. Ari, this is a Deadpool comic. I I know. I realize that. 
could be better. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, but I'm pretty excited to see Jensen Ackles uh, play Batman. I think that'll be very a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, I was musing about this in our little group chat because mm-hmm. like, I, I was like, what if Jensen Ackles does a Mark Hamill and basically goes like headfirst into voice acting after his like super big well-known project is done? Honestly, I would be okay with that. And I think Jensen Ackles would be okay with that too. There is money mm-hmm. to be made in animation. Oh, absolutely. And you can get some amazing roles. And you know what else is really great about animation? Uh, you get to give your body a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Jensen Ackles is not a young dude anymore, and he has just spent the past 15 years putting his body through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, fucking through it, playing Dean Winchester. So I wouldn't blame the dude if he were like, you know what? I've got like, I don't know, 20 kids. I don't know how many kids Jensen Ackles has, like 30 children. I think he only has two. Sure. I mean, that's an appropriate amount of kids to have, but. To play Still it safe, I'm going to say 45. He has 45 yeah. kids. Uh, he's like Genghis Khan. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> having sex with everybody. Eating his seed all over the place. Not not, be- not because he's, you know, like oh, a war wrong. criminal. He has, <laughs> he has three. <laughs> oh, he has three. Okay. Yep. He's like, Still he's an older. acceptable amount of kids. He's got like a brewery to take care of, you know. Yeah. Maybe he's um maybe he's a little sleepy. Maybe he doesn't want to be you know getting into fake fights anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but I watched the trailer for it and it, it looks pretty good. So, God. I really hope he gets into voice acting and goes and voices a lot of video game characters because I feel like the way he over enunciates like action scenes would be perfect for some video games. Oh yeah. You know what? There's actually so he the the other big Batman character he played is Jason Red Todd Hood. in Batman mm-hmm. um and the Red Hood. And we watched that one, didn't we? We did yeah, we watch did. that one and it was awesome. Um, yeah. But Red Hood is in some video games and I wonder who voices him. Uh-huh. I don't think it's Jensen Ackles. Cameron probably not. Cameron Bowen. Uh-huh. I don't know who that is. Who has also voiced Tim Drake in some stuff. Nice. Yeah. And been in Mystic River. Oh, that's a good movie. Oh, he voices my... Tim Drake in Young Justice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, nice. Huh. Another Batman who I like. <laughs> or another Batman. Another... Uh, another robin sorry so yeah poor tim drake he gets shafted in in like so much like movies and stuff it's because he was the first robin he's not the actual son of batman and he's never been murdered i don't think (laughs) he's come close but i don't think he's actually ever been murdered but it really is a shame (laughs) because tim drake is a pretty interesting character so first of all so he's the third robin and I've tricked you all. I've tricked you all into talking about Robin. (laughs) He's the one that gets murdered by the Joker, right? And then he comes back. No, that's Jason Todd. Oh, that's Jason Todd. Who are you? Wait, you weren't just talking about Jason Todd? I was, but now I'm talking about Tim Drake. Oh, okay. So, Tim Drake is Robin number three. After Jason's murdered, Batman, you know, is like, oh, man, it's all my fault. I feel so bad about it. I'm just going to be the lone knight again, be the dark knight, not have any kids following me around. And Tim Drake 
basically figures out who Batman is, takes a bunch of pictures of him, and is then is just like, fuck you for acting like an idiot. You need me to be Robin. You need a Robin because you're way too dark without one. And so he kind of just becomes Robin after that. And he is an amazing detective. Like out of all the Robins, he is by far the best detective. He probably surpasses Bruce in detective skills. Like he's called detective by Raza Ghoul. Um which is obviously huge. Type uh, yeah. And he has his own series called Red Robin, um which Yum. is a really good run. Um that's after he stops being Robin. Yeah, nice. he's a great character. He just doesn't show up in a bunch of official stuff because, um, yeah, he wasn't murdered. <laughs> and he's not Dick Grayson. Gotcha. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is really a shame because he's a lot of fun. But, yeah, this is the the other big um, superhero-related thing that Jensen Ackles is doing is he's going to be in um, The Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, Yeah. He's going to be Soldier Boy in The yeah. Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't Soldier Boy kind of like a Captain America sort of ripoff? I think. Um, I mean, it's all satirization of uh, comic book heroes and militaristic shit. So, probably. Yeah. I got through, I want to say, like halfway through the second season, mm-hmm. but I haven't finished it yet. I haven't started the second season yet. I'm not sure what I'm waiting on. I just, meh. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's kind of like, um, what's what's a way to put this? Have you ever, like, eaten something for a really long time? Like, you're eating, like, a bowl of food, but you don't, like, take a drink or anything. So as you keep eating, the food starts to taste more bland because you're not, like, refreshing your taste buds by taking a drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what, like, the boys is like. Because it's all just kind of this, it's all just, like, really violent and edgy. <laughs> yeah. But, and then it just, like, never stops. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no room for breathing. Yeah, there's no break in it. I do, I really enjoyed watching it. It's just, it's like you said, I'm just waiting for my palate to want that again, I guess. Yeah. Um, the Boys is written by Garth Ennis, who is a very famous comic book writer, best known for his series Preacher. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, um, which I have read some of Preacher. I have not read The Boys. I thought The Boys. Oh God, who is this guy? I thought The Boys was written by. Um, the guy who wrote Kick-Ass, and I cannot remember his name, but I'm looking it up now. I don't like the guy. I don't like that writer. He's, oh yeah. he's, he is the definition of like, wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Mm. Hella edgy. Oh my god, so, so edgy. Mark Millar, that's who he is. That's not the guy I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember who the name of who I was thinking of was either. But, well, that sentence really got away from me. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, the, I know that there is a handful of like uh, no edge to stand on yeah. comic book writers out there. Um, so Mark Millar wrote Civil War and Old Man Logan. Civil War is obviously the inspiration for Civil War and Old Man Logan is the inspiration for Logan. Mm-hmm. And both of those series are like very popular and very well thought of and for good reason he just desperately needs somebody to be like hey man you're writing some crazy shit right now let's take a step back and think about this and then maybe don't take it's kind of (laughs) like kind of like how the first um like the first book of the walking dead has a bunch of women going like oh we should be the people to wash the clothes yeah yes and that is where like, I Jesus closed Christ. the book. That's, I, I, looked, I read that panel and I was like, and we're done. And I oh. had people be like, no, it gets better. I don't care. It's already lost me. Yeah. Um, yeah. He. So just to give you an example in Old Man Logan, um, and I haven't seen the movie Logan, but I almost guarantee this did not make it into the movie. So in Old Man Logan, Hulk is in an incestuous relationship with She-Hulk. Uh. And his and their incestuous children, grandchildren, are in the comic. Uh. Yeah. That's a, that's a thought that's in my brain right now, and I don't appreciate mm. it. I... I didn't... I learned... I immediately learned so much about the character She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> because I did not know anything about She-Hulk other than female, like female hulk so she she hulk the character is actually a pretty fun character um is the hulk's sister first cousin first cousin yeah so she doesn't go all hulk when she goes hulk like she like retains a lot of her intelligence and stuff Hmm. um and she's like a lawyer and She's she's actually a pretty cool character. Um, Mark Millar just does this, and I don't know why. Yeah. I know in... Uh, so in Kick-Ass 2, there's, like, a sex scene with the main character's girlfriend. And it's kind of played as a joke because, like... No, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Sorry, okay. it's getting yeah. into some. <laughs> getting into some heavy shit. The only thing I know yeah. about Kick Ass Two is the six stick, and yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's a th- it's a fucking thing that somebody thought of. It's just uh, look it up if you want to know. Just know that it deals with some like sexual assault, assault stuff and trigger warning stuff that I just yeah, yeah. don't want to get into. Yeah. I uh, I never watched Kick Ass, and now I'm kind of glad that I did not do that. Yeah. Um, Mark Mark Millar is like he also wrote like Kingsman and I just feel like a big theme with his comic books is when they get adapted into movies somebody is like okay we're gonna cut out some more of the fucked up shit and focus on the stuff that makes your story good Mark I actually really liked the Kingsman movies oh I, I did too and when I learned that he was the guy who wrote them I was like what no way um, 
I don't know who trimmed that fat, but they did a great job. Yeah, good mm-hmm. job, guys. Good job. I, uh, I actually didn't realize that Kingsman was a comic book movie until I was sat down in the theater, and then the Marvel Studios splash plays, and I'm like, oh, this is a comic book movie. Yeah. So, oh, Mark. Your premises are so good, but then you do something really fucked up, and it just makes me hate them. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Edgy Bunch. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've uh, talked about something I've disliked, why don't we get into this episode of Supernatural? All right. <laughs> What's Travis, this episode called? This episode is called Huntery Hiroichi. Hiro Hiro <laughs> I can't fucking say it. Hunter Orochi. Hunt. Uh, no, there's an there's an I at the end of Hunter. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I was being facetious. I was saying it, Hunt. Hunteri Hero Hunteri Hiroichi. Yeah, let's go with that. Hunteri Hiroichi. I like that. I like that pronunciation. Okay. Travis, what's it about? Uh Sam and Dean Oh well, okay, here we go. Cass does something and Sam and Dean can only speak Latin for the whole episode. <laughs> it's fucking pig Latin. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, that's it. All right. Well, I don't... oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait. The thing, uh, the thing about it though is like, so Cass makes it to where they only speak Latin, and then Cass is like, I can understand them just fine, but nobody else can, and they're just like, can you please <laughs> fix it? <laughs> uh, I support that. All right, let's find out. All right. <laughs> Like, obviously, I don't know what any of the episodes are about when we watch them. But I went into this episode not knowing what to expect. And I, I really liked this episode. There's a couple things that I was like, eh, on. But, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this Hell episode. Yeah. It, it Like, immediately with the cold open, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that the concept of this episode was cartoon physics. So when the cold open happened and the dude's heart, it's <laughs> like heart shape beating out of his chest. I couldn't, I had to pause <laughs> the episode because I could not stop laughing because I did not know what was going on. And then from, from that, maybe it like put me in a good mood and I just enjoyed the, the rest of the episode after that. But uh, this is definitely like, in my in my big favorite supernatural episodes now oh, nice. and i did not think that that would happen in a post season 5 nice world so this is episode was written by andrew dab mm-hmm. um who we've seen a lot of um oh. so he becomes oh, no. showrunner He's the showrunner uh, post-season 11, season 12 through the end of the series. Um, and he also wrote Yellow Fever, After School Special, Jump the Shark, I Believe the Children Are Our Future, Sam Interrupted, Dark Side of the Moon, Hammer of the Gods, Weekend at Bobby's, Family Matters. 
unforgiven, et cetera, et cetera. So he's definitely a with the exception bag. of yeah, with the exception of <clears throat> Frontierland, I don't think he's had a very good. Oh, and Weekend at Bobby's. He um, hasn't had a very good track record with us so far. Hammer of the Gods was good. And he wrote What's Up, Tiger Mommy, which was also a good episode. Oh, Hammer of the Gods. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Dark Side of the Moon. I think we like Dark Side of the Moon. The rest Did of them have so? been kind of meh. Okay. That's the one where they went to heaven. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, he, you're right. He is kind of, he is a mixed bag. But, like, Family Matters. Oh, yeah. No, he's uh, definitely had some, some Girl Next rough Door. ones. I will go ahead and say that I like this episode um, overall. This episode mm-hmm. has some things that I do have an issue with, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but they're not necessarily issues that I have because I think that Supernatural is a bad show or because I think like this is a bad episode. They're just kind of issues I have with long-running shows in general. Mm-hmm. Um but we can get into that in a little bit, because other than that, this episode is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I love the premise of it. Um, I love Cass being involved. More Cass. Just. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I know why they keep sidelining Misha Collins. I know why they keep sidelining Cass. And it's because if they didn't, it would be like, oh, Cass is a magic plot device that can fix all of our issues for us. Like, thank God mm-hmm. we have him. But come on, he's such a fun, Cass is such a fun character when yeah. he's not being all, like, murdery. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just, bless bless his heart. I love him so much. More Cass. There, there we go. More Cass. So, um, just, just a delight. Just a delight. So, Good. but yeah, what did you think, Ben? I re- This is one of those episodes that really shows why people enjoy the later episodes, like the post, yeah. the post, golden era of Supernatural when it started to grow its own legs again, mm-hmm. because the interactions between our three bros uh, are pretty fucking rad. <clears throat> once you get past some of. The dog shit that some people like to throw in, uh, but no, I fucking love this episode. It is goofy as hell and perfect. Yeah. There's a few qualms, but oh yeah, I there there are qualms with this episode, but I agree. This is like this is another one of those episodes where I'm like, this is why people kept watching Supernatural. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because these these are the episodes that I like, the ones that are kind of goofy and off kilter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I can't wait till we get I it's a long way off, but I can't wait till we get to the Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> yeah. Actually, well I um while I was watching this episode, I was like, have we not done this recently? But I was just thinking of the Scooby Doo episode, which we haven't yeah. gotten to yet. So. But I this gave me um oh what's the uh the first episode with the trickster with Gabriel oh uh, uh, uh tall tales yeah it, it gave me tall tales vibes and then it also gave me um oh that one episode um like the reality warper 
and there was the teddy bear. We watched it with Elliot. Yes. Uh, the, with the teddy bear um, the that kills coin himself. Episode. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It gave me like those kinds of vibes. Yeah. Just the funner Monster of the Week vibes where they don't take themselves too seriously mm-hmm. is really, really special. If anything, this kind of reminds me of a classic Supernatural episode. I mean... Oh, yeah, there, definitely. There is some like meta plot stuff going on, but it's it's mostly about, you know, the cartoon shenanigans. And then also yeah. seeing Cass... Seeing Cass try to, you know, yeah. be human and... and ultimately fail <laughs> and interrogate a fucking cat yeah which um, was so good give Cass yeah. a cat let Cass yeah. have a fucking cat he deserves it no he give doesn't Cass. he committed some light genocide but he does deserve a cat he wants a cat give Cass, let's, Cass a cat 2021 let's do this let's, hashtag let's do a, uh, a quick sum up of the episode uh, oh, yeah. for, for what happens I was so, so basically, caught up in the joy of talking about this episode i forgot we haven't even summed up what happened i know so basically like sam and dean and Cass are just like bopping along doing whatever um and then Cass is basically like hey hey boys hey guys hey friends hey fellas i want to be a hunter just like you and dean's like oh maybe when you grow up buddy (laughs) (laughs) poor Cass. he's been around since the dawn of time and he still has to deal with this shit and uh but yeah like he he basically is like oh um i and you know i'm an angel and i just found out in my brain about this crazy thing that happened uh and so basically like Cass finds them a case and they get on it and uh there's all this like weird stuff going on like a dude heart a dude's heart literally leaps out of his chest and another dude goes to commit suicide, but he, like, hangs in the air for, like, ten seconds before he falls down. And then um, and then they come to realize that this is all, like... Uh, well, oh, oh, while they're investigating, they realize that the... Oh, how did they, how did they get to the, like, nursing home? So they realize that... This is all cartoon shit. When they go to a bank robbery, and there oh, and is a like... giant anvil that smashed a security yes. guard. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and they realize that all of the victims in this bank robbery are actually people living at Sunset Fields Retirement Home. They go yeah, there, okay, and they find out that one of their dad's old friends, Fred Joe's, who was a who is psychokinetic whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that means <laughs> um, I think it yeah I, I don't know <laughs> we'll talk I mean, about that is... in a second that is one of the issues I had with the episode um, <clears throat> but he is so powerful he can warp reality around him and because he watches Looney Tunes all day like old classic cartoons like that he basically makes everything run by cartoon logic like we're in fucking who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, and the doctor at this retirement home has basically been dragging him around and, and pulling off these robberies and shit. And he, you know, plans to kill Fred after his like one last heist, the big one, right? Sam, Dean, and Cass find them. 
Sam and Katz go into Fred's head to basically be like, you got to snap the fuck out of it, man, because all this crazy mm-hmm. shit is happening. Um, Dean and the doctor have a very funny uh, Looney Tunes fight, which yeah. ends with the doctor being forced to shoot himself in the head. That was horrifying. In true supernatural fashion, there's like a horrifying, <laughs> dark, very dark element up against this like laughs a minute shit. Um, and the episode ends with Cass taking away Fred's psychic powers, basically destroying his mind in a sense, but he's happy. And Cass deciding to stay with Fred, kind of. Mm-hmm. He was originally going to go to heaven, but he gets sapped up there by Naomi, the angel we met last episode. And she's like, you can't come to heaven unless we call you. So don't do that. Do something else. So Cass decides mm. to stay with Fred and watch over him for a couple of days and then just kind of do whatever the fuck. Oh, and then also we get some flashbacks to Sam meeting Amelia's dad. Yeah. yeah that was my one <laughs> goddamn it of the episode. Yeah, like basically throughout the whole the episode. flashbacks we, were over. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. kept getting Sam flashbacks and I was like, we don't need these. It was, I feel like it was an attempt to... So there, there were two things. It was an attempt to pad out time. Yeah. Like, they needed time to fill, so they fucking did this shit. But it also, like, in its favor, Sam and Cass were kind of having this, like, they, well, okay, never mind. Not in its favor. They were showing Cass's struggle through the filter of Sam's flashbacks. So... I get what you're saying, Travis, and I think it's. I I I, I see where the show was getting at. I see mm-hmm. what they're getting at, because. Okay, so these. These flashbacks, deal with Sam meeting Amelia's dad, and Amelia's dad, who by the way, is not old enough to be this woman's father. Fucking no, absolutely not. Goddamn. At most a decade older than her, and I'm pretty sure that's being generous. Like, for real, they the casting on this was like, what the what the fuck are y'all doing? I mean, the guy who played Fred should have been her dad. Yeah. And then the guy, other guy, should have been Fred. Yeah. Ari, was that you tapping on the table just now? It was me tapping on the table because I was just making sure feeling really passionate about this. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, he was an army guy, so maybe he had her when he was like, you know, 10, 19, <laughs> 10 years old, little baby. like, you know, some, some of those army people get married real early and then, yeah, middle school. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, I, but yeah, like they basically, because they're one of it. There's one important flashback, and that is Sam talking to oh god, what what's her name? Amelia. Amelia. Mm-hmm. Amelia. Sam is talking to Amelia's dad, and he is like, "I was in the army," and Sam is like, well, "My dad was a marine," and he does a little goof about it. But then uh, Amelia gets up to like go to the kitchen, and uh, her dad is basically like. Are you sh- like you're you didn't serve like at all, right? Because you 
like he basically like clocks Sam for having intense PTSD. Yeah. Um, like, you know, he's he's just got that look about him, and basically they have this conversation that's like, you've got the look of someone who's running from something, like the way like men who have seen action just run onto the battlefield and never stop running. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's the thing that like thematically links it to Cass. Yeah. Who is basically like running from going, like he's running from his own past by not wanting to go back to heaven to see all the chaos that he's wrought. But I don't know, like, I don't know why we had to have, the Sam flashbacks about it. I think we should have had cast flashbacks about it. Yeah. Cashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, the or like may- else- maybe we like we've been getting flashbacks to purgatory. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have had a cast purgatory flashback. Yeah. Of him like just moping around <laughs> doing whatever it is he does. God, yeah. Well, I will go ahead and say also that the scene where this comes together is just kind of weak because they're in Fred's mind and Fred's like, who are you? And Sam's like, it's me, Sam Winchester, because I knew you when I was a child, (sighs) which we'll fucking get to in a second. We will fucking get to that. Um, But uh, Fred's like, get out of my mind. I'm in a catatonic state. This can't be possible. And Sam's like, no, Fred. You can't run away from your past. (sighs) I just don't necessarily... I don't get how that works. Like, did Fred do something? What did Fred do? What the fuck did Fred do? Yeah, Fred didn't do anything. (laughs) You know what Fred did? He got old. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's where he sinned. (laughs) He survived. (laughs) That's the thing, because, like, Fred's whole thing is, like, the worst part about this have been, has been I've lost my mind and I've lost control of my psychic, psychokinetic powers, you know, <clears throat> which has nothing to do with running away, I, I don't think. It just doesn't, I don't know. I see where they were going with this. I think it was a little sloppy. Um, not to say yeah. that it was bad or anything, and I did think the ending with Fred deciding to give up his powers and, like being happy in his own mind i thought that was that was sweet um, that was supernatural sweet is what that was it was supernatural yeah. sweet especially since Cass can hear what's playing in his mind and what it is is ode to joy mm-hmm. um which was you know it was yeah it was all right yeah it was fine it was all right and it's what it is um <laughs> yeah there's a lot of like weird shit against old people in this episode though that i must say i don't i didn't love didn't love it yeah um like when they first go to the retirement home dean gets wigged out by everybody there and i'm just like dean they're just old (laughs) like yeah i don't know why you're scared yeah you Um, would think Dean would be really chill with the elderly. Well, and Sam been, might... He's been what? He's been chill with the elderly in the past. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Like, why is he suddenly... Like, because he's been living so fast and so hard all these, like, years, especially the year in Purgatory, is he just now, like, 
realizing his mortality and so having it all thrust in front of him with tapioca pudding and slow chess like suddenly a problem i mean you are giving this show way, way too much credit yeah. <laughs> well, that's what i mean yeah. by asking it like this like like there's no way in hell it ever meant to do this so you know, why the way i could see this being explained is like Dean not necessarily being uncomfortable with old people or like freaked out by old people, but just being like, you know, everyone in my life, like nobody in my life makes it to this age. Yeah. Nobody I know gets gets through here. It's mm-hmm. all like they all die. <laughs> so I mean, as far as we know, closest person that ever got got there was Bobby. Yeah, yeah. and Bobby died what in his like sixties? Probably Bobby was thirty-eight. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Bobby was just he had, he had that a Obi-Wan mere, syndrome. A mere eight years older than me. <laughs> Currently. Um. God, I need to do another quick like. How old are the characters in this show right now at this time? Because I was thinking about it and I don't know. I I don't know how old any of the characters are right now. I think um, Dean's yeah. getting close to thirty. Sam is probably he's like what two years younger than Dean. Yeah. So he's like twenty eight, twenty seven, probably. Oh, uh, he's four years, four years younger than Dean. No, okay, Dean's so. got to be in his thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Because so like thirty one, thirty two. I want to say Sam was twenty six in season five. Yeah, because Sam. Wait, how old was Sam when we in season one? 22 okay so he would have been oh god the timeline is so <laughs> Jank. Yeah. hey this has nothing to do with us not being able to do math it is supernatural's fault for putting yeah. random year-long bl- breaks in the middle of the show just for no reason yeah. um let's talk about speaking of old people and Dean not really having a problem with anyone old before. Let's talk about Fred real quick. I have an issue with Fred's character. Yeah. And it is that he is, well, I have two issues with Fred's character. One, a little convenient that like, oh, an old friend of dad's is here. And we have a personal connection to him. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely no reason for that. Like at all. Yeah. I mean, like, the best so they were in Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and he when he is introduced as dad's old friend I think they said he used to live in Utah yeah and the only the only single explanation I can think of that for hit the reason why he is in Oklahoma City and not Utah is that his he has kids that live in Oklahoma City and when he started getting like older they moved him from utah to oklahoma city so that he would at least be in a retirement community uh or nursing home close like local to whoever his kids are yeah but Um, that's not like there's no explanation you're right it is just a friend of dad's is here whoa who could have guessed and like Mm -hmm. i'm willing to believe that john had friends everywhere that's not the issue it's just like yeah there's no reason for it there's Mm -hmm. no reason 
Okay, so this episode actually reminds me a lot of another Andrew Dab penned episode, um, Sam Interrupted. The episode where Sam and Dean fake their way into an insane asylum. Um, oh, yes. Okay. To help out an old friend of their dad's who is also there and is also having issues with, like, his mental state. Hmm. Andrew Dabb is just, like, obsessed with writing, like, these types of characters. He's probably, he's not, but it's just two. It's one of those, like, if I had a nickel, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's still weird that it's happened twice. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of weird that Andrew Dabb keeps writing this story on this show, um, this, this character, this subplot, and it's just, I- like... At least in Sam Interrupted, the dad's friend, I can't remember his name, but John's friend, like, called them there mm-hmm. to to ask them to help. You know, it wasn't just, like, they stumbled upon him. There was right. no reason for Fred to be so the John's only, friend. He, here's the only reason that I can come across <clears throat> on SupernaturalWiki.com. Thank you, SupernaturalWiki.com, for your help. Fred Jones's, like, his character name is possibly a reference to animator Chuck Jones, mm-hmm. who, uh, who he was the director for Merry Melodies and Looney Tunes, and he also created Scooby-Doo. Oh, cool. Chuck, Chuck Jones did. And mm. then um, the, uh, the cold open victim... Uh, oh, where'd it go? The cold open victim, his name is also a reference to an animator. Okay, Gary Freling. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, his last name is a reference to Frizz Freling, who created the characters. He created Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, and Sylvester. Mm, damn. Wow. So, yeah, t- so that's two, um, two, basically like two Looney Tunes references in. Uh, in the episode as far as character names. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the only reason that a character named Fred Jones, who has cartoon abilities. <laughs> like, I'm sure that was a sticky note on a wall for their longest time. Like, yeah. cartoon physics. Mega reference to Chuck Jones. Like, <laughs> well, and that because, actually kind of... of course you gotta like, if, especially if it's gonna be like a Looney Tunes style cartoon physics. Yeah. Oh, and this actually gets into, like, the other, the more major issue I had with Fred Jones as a character. He is psychokinetic, which Mm -hmm. is a being, a a human so powerful that he can bend reality around him. And Sam and Dean introduce this concept as if they're talking about the fucking weather. It is so casual. Well, I think... I think in general uh he's just supposed to be like a telekinetic. Yeah. Because like we see him they like say, changing the channel on the TV. They say psychokinetic. They say psychokinetic. And on super on the supernatural wiki they say telekinesis also known as psychokinesis. Uh the ability to influence objects and people around you without physical touch. Mhm. Um, so, like, we see him, like, changing the channel just by tapping on his leg, 
like changing the TV channel. Yeah. And that's kind of like our our little thing to see. But yeah, it is kind of ridiculous that he's gotten so powerful. Uh, but it they have reality warping here under psychic abilities. It's not my issue. Is not that that type of character exists. Is it that it's a human? No, it's not that even that it's a human. It's the fact that seasons one and two, we the characters spent all their time shitting their fucking pants over the fact that Sam might be psychic. They lost their minds over it. When it turns out, since they were kids, they've known <laughs> somebody who's powerful enough to kill people with giant anvils, and they've known this this whole time. Well, That's my issue. Think, That's, no, I don't think I don't think that back in the day when he knew John, he was out there killing people with anvils. I think that's a product of him like being in his own mind so much that he's not even aware of the abilities that he's putting off anymore. I think he was psychic in the same um the the same vein as Missouri Mosley and maybe he was like telekinetic. But yeah, you're right, like him being able to flip a light switch across the room was on the same level as Sam in season two. Mm-hmm. It's just, but I, I, it's, it, it, I don't think that he was the cartoon demigod when <laughs> Sam and Dean knew him as kids. I don't think he was the cartoon demigod when Sam and Dean knew him as children, like, I don't think he was using Looney Tunes to kill people because, you know, John would have like put that shit down. He would have like, Fred would be gone. <laughs> um, I, but they do mention, I'm like 95% sure there's a, there's a quote from Sam where he's like, yeah, he was psychokinetic and he had the ability to like bend reality and shit, just like yeah. real casual. This again, they, he says it's so casual that you're not necessarily going to remember it because it's just like Sam's like, oh, just mentioning, you know, huh. The fucking, like, what's on TV that day? Not, you know, there's there's a fucking demigod in the body of a human running around. I just, I, it's, okay, so here's my issue with it. And it's not enough to make me dislike the episode as a whole. And part of the reason why is because long-running shows like this do that shit all the time. Where they'll be like, hey, do you remember, um, okay, so a show will be on a later season, much like Supernatural mm-hmm. is, season eight, right? It's been eight years. We, we have to start breaking out the big guns to get creative. We can't just have, like, a vampire episode anymore. We've done vampires, like, a million times. Mm-hmm. We have to have super vampires now, Right. So we write our episode with super vampires, and then we will drop some random piece of lore into the mix. But instead of introducing it as new information for our leads, we will instead act like they've known about it the entire time. This is not a supernatural only thing. Charmed does this shit too. Um, as do I'm sure other long running shows. I just don't watch a lot of long running shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gets back to my belief that like TV shows really shouldn't be longer than six seasons because you don't have any more story to tell. You're done. Yeah, It's over. Well, I think, I, I think it's gotten better now, yeah. but I think this is a product of binging shows mm-hmm. because in traditional like broadcast television, 
or even like syndic- like network, big cable, whatever. Like traditional week to week television. Eight years later, you can just completely rewrite your lore. <laughs> like yeah. the people are not, unless they have the box sets, they're not going to remember. Oh yeah. What was what was happening five years ago? Um, so I think this is more of an issue with the people in charge not being accustomed to a show being binged to the point of people remembering every single detail. And I think we are moving away from that in some regards. Yeah. Uh, at least I think t- I think show producers are becoming more aware of the fact that people are going to be able to pick out the little details of the story even more than usual. Yeah. Uh, or like even more than in the past. Well, it also doesn't help that I now have some kind of encyclopedic knowledge of supernatural, so that's frustrating. Right. Um, yeah. And also can remember shit like this. I will go ahead and say though, I don't know if I would necessarily consider the first two seasons to be like a little thing. <laughs> I definitely would consider Sam's psychicness like no, well, pretty yeah. important. But that's what I'm saying is yeah. like to the the people that have been working on this show for 10 years, they're yeah. like, oh, I don't fucking, we don't need to go back into that. Yeah. So let's just make up something new. We'll just, we'll just fuck around and find out. No, I get it. It's just, you yeah. know, for like pandantic assholes like me, I'm just like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh God. I wrote notes this episode and I don't actually have them on me. Um, but oh man. One of my notes was, here's how psychic Sam can still, no, it was, here's how witch Sam can still win in this essay um, and I don't remember why I wrote that down but I think I think Cass was like hey Sam what does this mean and I was like oh, it's a magic thing Sam could still be a witch make Sam a witch you're so close make him a fucking witch oh god I want that so bad I just want that for me um, to, uh, uh, speaking of the notes I actually just looked at mine and I have one note about the uh, to go back to the fl- Sam's flashbacks mm-hmm I I really here's what I wanted to happen is when Sam uh when Sam meets Amelia's dad for the first time I wanted I wanted Sam to be like hey I'm Sam Winchester and the dad to be like I know and then he gets the demon eyes <laughs> And then Sam was just like, do we really have to do this right now? Guys, I'm tired. You know what I wanted? Somebody to be like, hey, aren't you that career criminal who's died like twice? Yeah, for real. Aren't you that like, I don't know, mass murderer that's been in the news several times? Uh, one day, one day. Um, I actually will go ahead and say, as far as the flashbacks go, they have sold me on Amelia and Sam's relationship. I think I mentioned this the last time we got several Amelia flashbacks, but I, I do like the relationship dynamic of two very broken people clinging to each other because there's nothing else to do. Like, yeah. they're just too sad not to. Um, <laughs> is it healthy? Yeah. No, it is not. I do like that they acknowledge that in this episode. Yeah. That is That was kind of nice. Sam and... Sam, Amelia and Dawn have a conversation where Amelia's like, I, this is my life. And if I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be sad with him. Mm-hmm. And then Dawn's like, all right, I guess I like Sam now. Um, what was y'all's favorite Looney Tune death? 
And don't oh, say the one that be hit. Suicide. Oh god, don't say that. Oh, I I really liked the fake out death where the uh, where the cake explodes. Yeah. Yes. And they and they like frame and color it in the way that they make it look like they just murdered like ten old people surrounding a cake. Yeah. That was I, uh, that was really good. And then it cuts back to being like, oh, just the cake exploded. That one is mine as well, just because it gave me heavy Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. Uh, vibes where like the crazy nice. kid is forcing his family to eat nothing but peanut butter cheeseburgers. Yeah. And yeah. he sends his sister to live in the TV and shit. Uh, oh, by the way, that's a movie I want to force us to watch on LSA. If you want that, please vote now on your phones. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, definitely the cake. The heart was great as well. Yeah, the, the heart, like yeah. like I said at the opening, like the heart just really mm-hmm. had me cracking up. Because I, <laughs> when it comes out and it's just um, like the cartoon heart shape, I was just like, they can't be fucking serious, can they? <laughs> Like I, I was just losing it. I really loved the uh, jumper death where he steps over oh, the edge and yeah. is like, "God wants me to live," and then he immediately falls to his death. <laughs> that was really good. That was God's good. Like, Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Did he? I don't think. I don't think we saw it. Did he create like a like a hole in the ground, sort of like you know? No, Wiley Coyote style, like. I think he just like fell on top of a car because we hear like the car crash and the alarms go off. Um, But that would have been great too. There's also I'm looking at the like notable quotes from this episode. There are a lot of really ex. There's a lot of really excellent dialogue this episode. Yeah. Um, I loved. What's the word, Cass? It's a shortened version of my name. That was amazing. (laughs) Uh, oh God! I will go ahead and say, whoever's writing out these IMDb quotes, we are C A S truthers on this podcast. Castiel is not spelled C A S S T I E L. Okay, just gonna say that. It's one yeah. S, one fucking S. <laughs> oh, um. Also, uh. Cass sniffs, sniffs that smells a dead dude. Oh yeah, can we talk about Cass in general, like doing his hunter yes. thing? Yes, I, I, loved I really him. loved Cass <laughs> doing the hunter stuff. Um, because I, I, I just love that he was like he was doing. He basically was like he had watched Sam and Dean do this for so long that he like he knew the beats, but he didn't know how to get through them basically it's like you ever met somebody who they know really big and fancy words but they've only ever read them in books mm-hmm. and so on paper they're very smart however verbally not so much it does yeah, not just come across. like when i read the biography of napoleon yes exactly <laughs> uh it is exactly what i mean that's how Cass kind of reads. It's like he's studied all the paper that he can, all the books, and seen everything, but he hasn't ventured forth and actually worked a job. But he does, pre- I mean, he is pretty useful to Sam and Dean this episode. I mean, obviously, oh, he provides yeah, like sure. 
the the you know <laughs> days ex machina ha, ha, um, moment at the end where they can like go into Fred Jones's head. Um, he also and also uh, heal that dude. Uh, yeah, so they could interrogate the him. Tell them where where to go. That's classic cast stuff that he's always known how to do. He's that never. Is true. He, I'm talking about pure hunter shit, like the interviewing of the victim and the cat. And how I loved to interact when he went to people. interview the cat because was he was like, to me, that was the ultimate cast moment because in Cass's brain, he is like, I can, I can interact with that cat yeah, uh, because he's an angel and he can talk to anything. I'm and basically so, on the level of that cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. uh, I just loved Cass's logic in that because it's yeah. like, oh, maybe the cast saw, maybe the cat saw something that other people, humans would not have been able to perceive. Also, if we're going to talk about the cast just in general, we have got to talk about one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode, which is was between him and Dean. And Dean is like looking up what it could be. Oh, we also get a Tulpa mention again. Tulpa mention. Yeah. Um, and Dean's like, yeah, I have no idea. Hey, Cass, why don't you go up to heaven and maybe ask some angel buds of yours to mm-hmm. to look into um to look into things and Cass says no and Dean's like I don't remember what Dean says but he's like ah oh, why not and Cass snaps him in and goes I said no I'm not gonna do it um and Dean responds instead of getting angry and like snapping back Dean responds with uh what's going on and it leads to a very a great conversation where Cass essentially admits that he can't face up to what he's done and mm-hmm. the idea of going back to heaven and seeing and seeing how he's like devastated it um truly like scares him um and it's just a really good scene and a really good moment for both Dean and Cass I think so and then we had the the scene last episode where Cass was like, it wasn't your fault. Like you can't save everyone. Just some good Dean and Cass stuff this season. I think in yeah. general. So yeah, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 for that. Good job, mm-hmm. Andrew Dab. Continue writing this way. Very big yeah. brother moment for Dean. Yeah. Or, you know, something a little different. If that's how you uh, choose to, <laughs> you know, if that's how you want to see stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I say choose. I truly believe the, uh, <laughs> the the writers put this shit in on purpose a little bit. We've talked about it before. So, yeah. Oh, did you guys uh, catch that Bob the Cat was voiced by Robert Singer? I did not. <laughs> yes. I did not catch that. Yes. He has, like, one line. He says he calls Kaz a dumbass. And mm-hmm. uh, that is that was Robert Singer. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, that's why the cat's name is Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um I liked when they were like uh, I think it was either when Cass was interviewing, trying to interview that lady, or interrogate that lady, or during the autopsy, 
they call him uh, Agent Stills. Yes. And I thought that was really nice. Like, mm. oh, Cass gets a little... Because they could have just called him Agent Cass. Like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He but I, doesn't have I, an I like identity on Earth and also isn't a mass... You know, thought up to be a mass murderer. So it really would have been fine. Just give him a little moment. Can we talk about the cop lady they keep, like coming back to this episode i really oh, liked yeah. her character and i wanted her she to just cool. continue being a character in supernatural like for no reason she was very nice detective glass is her name um known for motherland mm. and 50 shades freed mm. and angels in the snow yeah but uh i just i don't know i liked her character a lot she just was like a no-nonsense cop who was like, yeah, this is a little weird. Weird shit keeps happening. And you said you yeah. wanted weird, so here you go. Yep. Yeah. I just was a fan. Like her a lot. Mm-hmm. She was a good character. Yeah. Anything else? What else from this episode that just stood out and made us be like, God, that's awesome? Um... Let's see. Oh, there was a moment when I think it was the same moment when Sam is explaining what is happening with the cartoon physics. Mm -hmm. And he basically I wrote down Dungeon Master Sam because he explained the difference between targeted spells and area of effect spell. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That was that was a fun little moment. I mean, oh, you definitely know that Sam played D and D several times while he was at Stanford. Did he play D and D, or did he never have enough time to make friends to play D and D? Oh no, man! Played, I bet he played was, once or twice. It was Jess and the one friend he had in the pilot who he talked to. And uh, oh, that's right. And, he probably played D and D in his college mm-hmm. days. And demon possessed Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they had a game going. Jess was the DM. Um, what did Sam play is the real question. Mage. Ooh. You think Mage? I think, you know what? I think Mage too. And it's only partly because I'm a witch Sam truther. <laughs> um, yeah, Mage. Uh, I think, you know what? Sam is like such a tall dude. I'm. Like, I just want to be like, he played a dwarf, like a dwarven mage. Yeah, a dwarf or a half one. He would, you know what? I'm going to switch. I'm going to say cleric. I think Sam would be a cleric. Oh, yeah. That, that's nice. Yeah. Dwarf it's a, cleric. It's a spellcaster class. And then um, also Sam, you know, real big into religion at the time or like faith yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. What would Dean be? What's his D and D class and race? A brawler, and either an orc or just like a regular ass human. See, I'm thinking rogue bard, like a little bit of both. Yeah. Multi class drifting. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't think Dean really understands the rules of D and D, and he just wants to have fun. I think he would be a human though. Yeah. That I do. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby like would be a wizard. Uses, like, no this question. This is very true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby would be, like, a warlock. Mm-hmm. No, what do you think Rufus would be? Hmm. 
Rufus, wait. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. See, I think he would be the brawler. And I think he would kick ass and be like really oh, good okay. at it. And not just like rush in, but actually like be a tactician about it and just whip ass. What about Garth? Oh my Ooh. god. Garth? Definitely mage. Garth, no, I was, Garth is I was a bard. Say, no I was going to say, Garth is either a bard or a druid. Yeah. Ooh, I can druid see druid, probably, but my heart but says bard. Up. Yeah. Yes, I and he does. He, dress- he dresses up to every session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's um? Who's Charlie? Oh, I don't know Charlie enough to to be able to say this one. Mm. I think Charlie's I a played. paladin. Okay. I could see that too. You know what? We've done enough human characters for these. Let's pick a ooh. Who's Meg? Meg? She's the one that gets pissed off and doesn't understand the rules. Yeah, but she still has yeah, to have a ro- class and a yeah, brace. She, she rolled her first critical one and quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but before that, um, I think Meg would play a rogue. And I want to say she would play a tiefling because I think she would think that'd be hilarious. But oh, yeah. I don't know if she would ultimately settle on tiefling. Maybe elf. Maybe like a yeah. like a dark elf. Oh my mm. god, she'd be a dark elf ranger. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what would Crowley be? Crowley, Crowley would, be a would be a tiefling. Yeah. <laughs> Crowley would be a tiefling. For sure. <laughs> Crowley would then join the GSA at like a local high school. He would become a tiefling. <laughs> <and then> he... <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what class Crowley would be. Maybe sorcerer or warlock. I could see warlock for Crowley. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense with the whole demon deal thing. So, yeah. That was fun. I want to play D&D now. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I too want to play a tiefling warlock. So fun little tangent we went on. We like oh, to have yeah. fun here at, at Habcast.com. Yeah, it doesn't all we, have to be sadness and Yeah, we like to have fun here at Tangentcast. Yeah. <laughs> so any anything else? Any uh final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities uh, that we can turn into our I don't know. Can we call this episode <laughs> It's Never a Tulpa? It was never a tulpa. Yeah. Or it's never a tulpa. Like, how in house, it's never lupus. But that one time it was a tulpa. Yeah. Exactly. Just like in house, there was that one time where it was lupus. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to watch enough house to know. Galaxy brain thinking, gotcha. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Mm. I don't love Um, it. I don't love it. (laughs) All right, that's fair. So, I'm still trying to figure. So, Cass's whole deal with Naomi being his boss now. Oh yeah, I guess Ni- we should talk about that. <laughs> Naomi just wants Cass to keep tabs on Sam and Dean. Is that his yeah, mission? Yeah, for now. Um, the scene with Naomi was actually pretty interesting, and I did because Cass was about to be like, "I'm not gonna go with you. I'm gonna go back to heaven." 
And then he Naomi pops him in into her office and is like, "Nope, you're not gonna come to heaven. You're not gonna do that, Mm-mm, bitch." So what is Naomi trying to hide from Cass? Or is Naomi trying to hide Cass from something? Uh, All I know is that she is shady. Yeah, it is. Did I say in the last episode she was in, she gives me Zachariah vibes? You did say that, yes. Yeah, I I think I did. But yeah, Yeah. just like major Zachariah vibes, like is in charge, but is up to no good. That's the thing. Zachariah really set the tone for every, like, sharply dressed angel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I will. Okay. I've thought of another thing. I thought of another two things. So first of all, I called uh, Amelia's dad Don earlier. That's not correct. Don is actually the name. I don't remember what Amelia's dad is named, and I couldn't find it on the. Uh, we're going to call him Mister Richardson or something. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Don is the name of Amelia's thought to be dead ex-husband. Oh, but this that's right. episode we find out he's actually alive and it's like a big soap opera moment where it's like what does this mean for Sam and Amelia's relationship? I am at the edge mm-hmm. of my seat. I am biting my nails. I don't care. Um, do, you, do you think Don's last name was Draper and it was the other Don Draper from Mad Men? Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've just made a discovery. What? <laughs> so uh, Amelia's dad's name is Stan Thompson. That's the character's name. Oh, okay. He is played by Brian Markinson, who previous played who previously played Jerry Panowski in the episode Phantom Traveler, oh. where he he's the guy that works at the airport in that episode that Sam and Dean keep talking to. Oh, 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 yeah, that, oh that guy. Mm-hmm. Same dude. Um, God, he's got a fucking filmography, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Also, how old is he? Like 38? Um, Now? Is he 38 now? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? Um, I will go ahead and say the other thing that happened this episode that I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. So the place where Naomi and Cass meet is a white room, kind of like, you know, a void. The light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Previously, when we'd seen heaven, or at least the human parts of heaven, it had been like, you know, kind of dark side of the moon. Like, it's comprised of the memories from when you were alive. So it just kind of looks like Earth, except like the sky's really funky and weird. Mm-hmm. But I kind of took that as a as a metaphor for like heaven is so crazy and outside of the realm of things that we can understand that we just can't even like portray it you know like what humans see is their memories but if you got to the angel parts of it you mind blow because it's just insane and you can't even perceive it it's undescribable yeah and what they've seemed to have settled on for the heaven scenes is just kind of like um a white room and everybody's yeah. wearing like suits and stuff. Um, what if? 
Yeah. Naomi is not actually... Well, I guess Cass would know if Naomi wasn't an angel. It's like, what if she's secretly a demon? And this is like a little Crowley plot. Mm, she'd be able to sense it. That being said, yeah. it's not the first time Crowley's worked with angels, so, you know. That's true. I'm saying, here's how de- demon-aligned Naomi can still win. <laughs> uh, sometimes you have to make yourself laugh. True. All right. Well, other than that, any final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, realities that we'd like to bend to make into cartoon rules? That's uh, that's all I got in my brain. That's all. I think that's all any of us have in any brain ever. Yeah. I no think that's thoughts. All we it. Yeah. <laughs> Only Hunteri Hiroichi. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did figure out why it's called that. It's a play on the fact that Looney Tunes used to make up fake would, Latin <laughs> to yeah, make fun of stuff. For their for their like <laughs> character species. Oh, and we did see, we actually did see one uh, major Looney Tune for a second. We got a little peek at Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, just a little but, one. Uh, I think that's that was the, it. the only a, A-list Looney Tune we get. Yeah. Warner Brothers owns the CW, so they could have I mean, yeah. sprung for, the, for Daffy Duck or something. but They probably could have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was busy. Probably. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Well, Travis, the next episode mm-hmm. is called Citizen Fang. What's it about? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's it salmon, about? <laughs> salmon Dean something something Rosebud. That's it. <laughs> I don't have enough brain power to make a full Citizen Kane reference. Uh, it turns out Rosebud was a vampire the entire time. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Travis, I don't know if that's going to happen. But if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass Butt. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate the shit out of y'all. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out Habcast.com, where you'll find links to all of our social media, at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and also... Hey, Ask But a Supernatural podcast on Facebook. You also gain access to our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you will be able to listen to our the other show we do, Let's Jack Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Everything we talked about in the beginning section, where we mentioned supernatural actors being in other stuff, we'll probably do an LSA episode on it eventually. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, have fun. And don't die. Uh...